0: everybody it's time to believe in the big 12 if you're a big 12 baller this podcast is the place for you every week we dive into the hot topics surrounding big 12 football and even some basketball guest stars former players industry experts conference shakeups hoops hypotheticals football fantasies you name it we have it in the process, we'll look at marquee matchups, roster comparisons, coaching carousels, and analysis of big time moments. You will literally feel like you are etched into the fabric of the Big 12. From the creation of basketball to history repeating itself on the gridiron, our take on all things Big 12 will have you glued to the edge of your seat. So, whether you've got a favorite Big 12 team or are just a fan of the conference, buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Welcome to the Believe in the Big 12 podcast, a proud member of the Believe podcast network. Let the episode begin. Welcome to episode number three of the Believe in the Big 12 podcast. And let's switch things up this time. Now that we're two weeks into the season, we can officially start including our Power Rankings. We'll include this in each episode from now on. Now, just so we're absolutely clear, even though they won't officially be joining the Big 12 until 2023, we are going to include Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF in the rankings. It's only right to see how they stack up and that we start pretending like this is the new reality from here on out. Because it is. And we're going to include Texas and Oklahoma until they're out of the Big 12, too. So, we're going to call this the Ultra Supermassive Big 12 Power Rankings. And first up, we have, drumroll please, Oklahoma. Which is funny, because they're the first one out the door. To be real, they did have an ugly game in Week 3. U-G-L-Y. It was a slogfest against Nebraska, 23-16, a real defensive battle, a real molasses matchup. But at number 4 in the country in the AP poll, there's no way they weren't going to be first. Nebraska did stifle the Sooners for pretty much the whole game, But an absolutely insane interception by D.J. Graham slowed the Cornhuskers from mounting a comeback. I highly recommend looking up that highlight. The Oklahoma defense looked great and showed that it can step up and get the Sooners a stop when they need it the most. But you have to wonder, what is going on with Spencer Rattler? What are you doing with him? Are you rattled by the Rattler's greatness or something? Is he just so good that they don't know what to do in the presence of his greatness? the most dynamic quarterback in college football, and they only score 23 points. His regression is something to watch. But hey, at least they honored LeBron James and Michael Jordan with the score count. Number two, we have Cincinnati. They looked strong. A solid 38-24 win over Indiana. And a small but mighty step towards a spot in the college football playoff at the end of the year. Wouldn't that be something? They seem to be rounding into shape at the perfect time for a massive showdown with number twelve Notre Dame next weekend, following their bye this week. That outcome will reveal a lot about whether Cincinnati is legit or not, and they should be ready to roll, fresh off of a break. But certainly more proof that they belong in the Big Twelve. A convincing thirty-eight to twenty-four victory, and now they're playing Notre Dame, number three. Next, we have Iowa State. Iowa State completely dominated UNLV. And coming off of a disappointing loss to Iowa, this was a much-needed shot in the arm. Like they got vaccinated against losing. Not much to report here except a runaway victory. Number four. Next, we have 25th-ranked Kansas State. This one was a doozy of a victory. I can't say I saw a blowout like this coming. It's ironic, though that Vegas made them a home underdog against Nevada, of all teams. But that was some major jinxing by the sports books. there. Will Howard led a rejuvenated Kansas State Wildcats offense to a clean victory over Nevada, scoring three total touchdowns. He also proved that the Wildcats, in fact, are not screwed with QB Skyler Thompson out indefinitely, and their run defense was exceptional, leaving Nevada with just 25 rushing yards. On 23 carries. Number five. Next up, we have 23rd ranked BYU. And I, I got to tell you, this one was very hard to put them behind Kansas State. Very hard. It it was honestly a toss up. Kansas State just got the edge because of their stellar defense. So Kansas State barely got the edge over them in our power rankings because they've looked like a more complete team with better capability to pull away in a pivotal contest. BYU has started the season with three straight, impressive, gritty victories over legit Pac-12 teams in Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State. They've won these matchups, respectively, by 8, 9, and 10 points. They've been able to keep their opponents at bay, staving off a comeback in each game, showing that they have the medal to get stops when they need to, and score just enough on offense to keep the game out of reach. But that offense is going to have to turn up into another gear if they want to be in the conversation for the college football playoff or a serious bowl game consideration. In the post-Zach Wilson era, we need to see more firepower. Number six. Next, we have the other troubadour that sings song in their way out of the conference, Texas. They bounced back nicely from a demoralizing loss to number 16 Arkansas last week with an absolute trouncing of rice. 58-0, a true shutout, a 28-point bamboozle of a second quarter. Quarterback Casey Thompson's first start of the season was a smashing success, and Steve Sarkeesian probably saw enough to say that Thompson will be the starter next week, too. Texas looking sharp. End of story. Number 7. Next we have Oklahoma State. And this is one of the most confusing 3 and 0 starts I've seen in Big 12 history. By the third quarter, QB Spencer Sanders had 7 yards passing, but they were still able to hold on for a win. There are obviously still major questions about their offense heading into substantial Big 12 play. Conference play comes to the forefront and they'll have to lean on their stout defense unless their offense can make a major transformation but i don't really see that happening so oklahoma state is going to have to improvise that said a gritty 21 to 20 victory over formidable boise state lands them at number 7 on the big 12 power rankings list this week number 8 now we have the horn frogs of tcu and i got to be real with you it's almost too early to tell with them Since they haven't even played three games yet and barely snuck out a victory against Cal, who isn't the strongest Pac-12 team. They play SMU and Texas next, which will be very telling. But for now, from the eye test, those games will actually be pretty entertaining. As TCU's offense looks very dynamic. Number 9. Next we have another one of the newbies. Houston. Houston. Houston has done a good job of roughing up on teams that are beneath their caliber. But when they played Texas Tech in the opener, it wasn't so great. They ended up losing by 17. They'll play Navy, Tulsa, and Tulane next in matchups that will be very, very indicative of their success level this season. If Houston can expect to compete in the Big 12, they should, for the most part, easily win those three matchups as well. Those should be chalk dust-ups. Number 10. Now we have Texas Tech, the Raiders, and alma mater of my favorite quarterback of all time, even though all time hasn't happened yet, Patrick Mahomes. So good luck, Texas Tech, following him up. But I will say, They looked absolutely dominant against Florida International University with a high-powered offense that squashed every attempt at a comeback and a defense that did enough to keep the margin of victory very comfortable. Sharp look, Texas Tech. I like where things are headed. Keep it up, and you'll be bumping yourself up on this Big 12 Power Rankings list every single week. Number 11. Next, we have UCF. Another one of the newbies. UCF is in an interesting place. I'm, I'm really not sure what to make of their loss to Louisville. Much like Oklahoma State, UCF had a gritty victory over Boise State and then absolutely dominated Bethune-Cookman. The next few matchups will be a real eye-opener for their prospects. If they dominate Navy and East Carolina and enter their matchup with number 8 Cincinnati as competent as can be, UCF could be a real dark horse to enter the top 25 in the AP poll and make some noise. I get the sense, as things look now, that Cincinnati would run away with that matchup in the end, but it's too early with UCF to read into a 7-point loss to Louisville that was a pretty high-scoring game. Number 12 And now we have West Virginia, the Mountaineers. Take me home, Okay, I won't do that. I'll, I'll spare you guys that. Um, this was a tough one, putting them behind UCF, because they had a very impressive and tenacious victory over Virginia Tech. This was a shocker of an upset. Coach Neil Brown can feel good in year three with a victory like this, shutting up some of the naysayers, haters, and scallywags that don't respect his work so far. Their offense did sputter in the final 20 minutes and allowed Virginia Tech to get back in the game so there's still some major concern there. But the defense looks strong. We'll really see if they're able to hang 10 with the big boys, though, as they play Oklahoma next. I sense an Oklahoma blowout coming, but you never know. If their defense can continue to pressure the quarterback and throw exotic blitz packages like they have so far, Oklahoma might be rattled. Literally, Spencer Rattler might be rattled. Number 13. And now we have Baylor, the Baylor Bears, the defending NCAA champions in men's basketball, not in football. Let's be very clear. They are not the defending NCAA champions in football. They are far from it. I would put them a little higher, but considering their victory came at the hands of the lowly Kansas Jayhawks, there isn't much to be excited about here. That said, I have been impressed with how Gary Bohannon has warmed up in these three initial contests. Baylor could actually make this next game versus Iowa State more intriguing than most people think if they continue to gel this way and feed off of a dominant victory. Number 14. And finally, we have Kansas. And it pains me to say that because this is my favorite team. But there really isn't a whole lot to say here. The defense looks lost and the offense looks more lost, like out in the open ocean and there isn't a lighthouse type lost. So lost that top running back Velton Gardner has seen enough. He officially entered the NCAA transfer portal. This is as bad as it gets for Kansas. (sighs) So bad that their running back is literally running away from them. Hopefully they can salvage some pride against Duke in a tune-up win before a tough matchup with the robust Iowa State. But I just don't know if this team has it in them. I mean, where is the resilience of this team gone? We'll have to hope they get back to the level of the days when Akeeb Talib was a shutdown corner at KU. If they were that way once, it's possible for them to be that way again. But not this season. Mm. There you have it. The Big 12 of past and future. Ranked, Oklahoma looks strong, Baylor looks like a dark horse, BYU can hold its own, Kansas State is tough, and Cincinnati is on the cusp of awesomeness. There's a lot of fun on the horizon. In closing, the question is, just how good is the Big 12? Or I guess, as I'm going to call it temporarily, the bigger 12. Time will tell. Through three weeks, I just don't know. I want to be optimistic about Oklahoma, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, TCU, Texas, and West Virginia, and some other dark horses that I identified. But I also am being given plenty of cause for concern. Right now, one can make the argument on either side for each of those teams that they are Big 12 contenders, but they could also find a multitude of reasons why they won't come close to their preseason expectations. But the bigger picture is that it looks like college football is due for a roller coaster type of season, especially in the Big 12. We've seen top teams already lose and or struggle out of the gates, like Clemson and Ohio State. Alabama had a scare against Florida on Saturday. FCS teams are beating FBS teams left and right. Maybe we're just due for that kind of a Big 12 season. In which case, like I usually say, buckle up. It's about to be a hell of a two and a half months in this league. So share this episode with a friend or a Big 12 Baller so that we can get as many hot takes as possible. Because the more hot takes, the better. And there's a lot to monitor. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back on the pitch next week. Big 12 Ballers.